Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. <laughs> <clears throat> Hi, uh, it's 9 a.m. Central, uh, and that means that Small Business Mornings is on the air. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. I've been talking to myself for four minutes. <laughs> I start the show. Yeah, we got the show. We're going to do the thing. Like, where is everyone? Oh, yeah, I forgot to hit go live. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not all here today. On today's show, it's a good thing too that we have got light stuff on today's show because I really don't have like that hard hitting analysis to do today. Uh, we've got some fun stuff to talk about, but one story that will make you think a little bit, how do we know what's true? How do you know what's true? There's this mind blowing story that's coming out of Mexico. Uh, love it or hate it, we'll do a gut check on two different beverages, whether or not you like them or not. And I've got a work from home power tip, because if you're trying to get your business done and all of your life stuff done at the same time, there was a study on how to do laundry faster. So if that's something that would be helpful to you, you'll definitely want to hear about that. And our meme of the day for those of you uh, that are, are of certain age. Like if you're kind of, you know, getting up there like I am, the meme of the day is for you. And then our question of the day is, are you a patient person? Some people are just patient, can zen out when they're inconvenienced, and some people cannot handle it. And you know who you are. So we'll talk about that and how we deal with inconvenience as our question of the day. You found Small Business Mornings. This is a daily live stream at 9 a.m. Central for solopreneurs and small business owners that are just tired of building their business all by themselves. We gather here and we catch up on the news and we build a community of like-minded business owners who believe in positivity, abundance, collaboration over competition, and having a good time. And together, we'll build our businesses and make our dreams come true. It's all part of my personal mission. Don't grow it alone. If you're with us, would you say good morning in the chat? That would be awesome. Stephanie Kern, good morning, friend. Happy birthday to me. That is right, Stephanie Kern. Happy birthday to me. And look at you, Lynn Karazi, alive and well. We know that the data magician is good. So now we can continue. So yes, welcome to the show. Would love to hear from you in the chat so I can know that I'm all alone. All right, let's talk about something first before we get into our first news story. There is a significant change coming to the show. And that change is we're broadcasting in two locations. We broadcast, oh, there's the wax on and wax off hand gestures again. We broadcast on YouTube. That's not going to change but we are moving our location for LinkedIn. The LinkedIn location is moving to the Small Business Mornings page. 
It's not going to happen till Monday the 24th, but as of Monday the 24th, I, this show will be on the Small Business Mornings page and the YouTube page. So if you want to find us on LinkedIn, snap the QR code or click the link, and that way uh, you can still be a part of the show when we make the move. And look at all these lovelies here. Good morning, Sarah Deacon. Great to see you. Mitch Nellis, great to see you as well. Jennifer Smith, howdy, howdy. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Let's get into the news. What is real and how do we know? Pretty technically advanced nowadays, don't you think? Yet it seems like sometimes we have a hard time figuring out if things are actually true. So how do we know? Yesterday, a self-proclaimed UFO expert stood in the middle of Congress, I think they call it Congress, in Mexico, like their official statehouse, and he showed off alien bodies. Just hold on. Alien bodies in the Congress of Mexico. You got to see these things. Look at this. They're in little coffins, and they look like what we would expect little aliens to look like. He had two of them. He didn't show up with just one. Oh, no. Dubs. Dub dead aliens. I don't know how you say that in Spanish. Where's Eva Barbara when I need her to translate for me? Uh, two dead aliens on the floor of Congress in Mexico. Now, I'm not going to get into this story. I'm not going to talk about who said what. I'm not going any further without a simple question. Are those real? Are those real? Don't you think like that's the most important thing to know? Because if those are real, if those are actual aliens, that's kind of a news story. Think about that. If they're real, it answers the second most important question of mankind. The first most important question of mankind, literally ever, What's the meaning of life? Yes, sure. What's the second most important question? Are we alone? If those are real aliens, we kind of know the answer. Floor of Congress, dead aliens. Okay? So the person that did the showcasing was Jamie Mossman. He's a journalist and is notorious for making a lot of alien claims. He claimed that these two aliens were found in Peru in 2017. So hold on. Again, we're going to go slow here. Dude in Congress. I've got dead aliens. Okay. I've had dead aliens for six years. Hold up. So we don't know if they're true. Like, we don't know if they're real. And he, what has he been doing with them for the last six years? Watching Netflix? Is, is, are they just hanging around his house? Then, the aliens look exactly like we thought they would look. They even kind of look like E.T. Three fingers, little guys, little shrunken heads. 
I mean, they look like what we think they would look like. Don't you think that if aliens were real, that they may look a little bit different than what we expect? Don't you think? Then he claims that carbon testing was done and they're a thousand years old. Here's the heart of the issue, and this is why it's so hard to know if anything is true or real anymore. And Sarah Deacon says it best. Nothing is real. True fact. Here is what one Mexican lawmaker said, and this is why it's so hard to tell if anything's real or not. This is what she said. This is a direct quote. What we did here today was an exercise in listening, learning about the subjects. It's done by finding contrasting opinions. No. 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 Veto. Veto. Rick? Veto. We're, Rick and I are a voting block. We are vetoing that sentiment. We are not listening to crazy, crazy alien collector dude. No. Because there aren't contrasting opinions about these things. Are they real? Or are they not? How about an x-ray? Because we have the technology. We can look and see. Let's say you x-ray these little guys. Whoa. They've got different organs. That's not huge. They might be real. Was that done? No. Whoa. Their blood is green. Do we know that? No. What? They're filled with a delicious marshmallow center. No. No, 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 no. The fact that this story happened yesterday, and it's not the only story in the world, don't you think we all know it's fake? Like, we all kind of know that it's BS. Earlier this year, the U.S. government started talking about, oh, yeah, aliens, we know them. Yeah, they're cool. But we didn't, like, really pursue it. So we're the, the government's, like, talking about aliens? And then here come alien bodies. But we don't know if they're real. When you go through the stories, some of the authorities are now saying, yeah, those are probably fake. Hold up. Fake or not. I kind of need to know. I kind of need to know if they're fake or not. And what's more concerning, that a nation's Congress let some dude whip out dead aliens? without knowing that they're fake or that someone claims that they have alien bodies and they've not been laughed off the planet. What? I mean, think about this. Imagine you walk on the door. Hello. Hello. Uh, hola. Um, hi, I have dead aliens. Can I come in and show your entire Congress? No door close. I mean, that would be pretty simple, right? But no, shows up little coffins and look at how comfortable they look. Don't they look comfortable? Like this Jamie dude really went all out to make it look like they look at their, I'm honoring. I, it It's crazy. I, I just, how are we talking about this? How do we not know for fact those are fake because there were some folks in Peru that said, yeah, that guy, he's full of it. 
those are all like animal parts and vegetables and stuff. Like they're saying that it's all fake. But if they knew it was fake, why did it show up in my newsfeed? And why did it get on the floor of the Mexican Congress? I can't go online and misspell a word without the universe crashing down upon me, telling me that I'm dumb and wrong and stupid. But you can show up in Congress in Mexico and whip out dead aliens, and it's a thing. I don't know how that's a thing. I don't know how we know anything is true. I have no idea. And here's Jennifer, correct. We will never know what is true again, yet all things have at least some truth. Um, it's a very deep thought for this early in the morning, Jennifer, but I have to agree. It's true-ish. <laughs> Isn't that a great word? It's true-ish. Ah, Marie, great to see you, my friend. Thank you for joining us. You're getting older, but look way better than the fake dead alien. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So that just got me going today because here's the thing. There are not a lot of great businessy stories today. A lot of that stuff is down in the ticker today. Just things you need to know. So today we just get to goof around. All right, let's get your opinion on something. I've got a yes or a no, a love it or a hate it. There's really no in between on the next item. You either can't get enough of this thing or you can't stand it. So warm up your little fingers and get ready to tippy tap on your phone or whatever you're watching Small Business Mornings on and weigh in. When you talk with branding experts, they will tell you that what you really want is you want a product that is just beloved by your customers, but kind of ignored or disliked by people who will never be your customers. If you want to have something that's just the greatest thing ever and your people can't get enough of it, it's got to just be worshipped by your people. But if you're just walking around building a business that's meh, I could take it or leave it, meh, I don't know, you're not doing it right. You want to drive passion. So here is the love it or hate it moment of the day. Now get ready. I need you to weigh in. Love it or hate it. Are you ready? Dr. Pepper, love it or hate it? I need to know. Do you love it or do you hate it? And there's a reason why I'm asking you about hating or loving Dr. Pepper. Stephanie Kern loves Dr. Pepper. And this is one of those things on the planet. Wouldn't you agree that people have strong opinions about Dr. Pepper? You don't ever see someone in a restaurant thinking like, you know, ah, why not a Dr. Pepper? No. Either you love it or you hate it. Look at this. And this is pretty even split so far. Love and hate. Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, for real. Love it, but my body says you have to hate it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, oh, Dr. Pepper is just okay. Stop it, Thunder. Okay, so, famously, I thought to myself, and there's a reason why I'm bringing up Dr. Pepper, because there's a new flavor of Dr. Pepper. So if you love it, you might be intrigued. But if you hate it, I think you're going to uber hate it. But before I tell you about the new flavor, I thought to myself, what is the flavor of Dr. Pepper to begin with? Like, can you describe the flavor of a Dr. Pepper? Not really. 
I mean, it's like, oh, that tastes like Dr. Pepper. Like that's about as best you can do because it's famously 23 flavors all mixed up. Some of those flavors include amaretto, almond, blackberry, black licorice, carrot, clove, carrot, carrot, clove, cherry, caramel, cola, ginger, juniper, lemon, molasses, nutmeg, orange, prune, plum, pepper, root beer, rum, raspberry, tomato, tomato, and vanilla. Those are the flavors that make up a Dr. Pepper. So if your mouth is kind of like, what the hell is this? That's probably why. But it gets better. So if you love Dr. Pepper, you might go, ooh, tell me more. If you hate Dr. Pepper, be prepared to hate it with even more passion. Because Dr. Pepper is announcing, dun, 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 Dr. Pepper Creamy Coconut. Creamy toasted coconut flavor coming up in the summer of 24. What do you think? You want to try it? For those of you that said you like Dr. Pepper, Jennifer Smith and uh, who else said uh, Stephanie loves Dr. Pepper. Does that sound like something you want to try? I don't know. I'm not. That is disgusting. Yes, Mitch, I agree. That is disgusting. I'm not an ingredients purist. Like, I'm not someone that only eats whole food with no additives and yada, yada, yada. But can you imagine what goes into a bottle of Dr. Pepper to make creamy coconut flavor? Mm. Stephanie's going to pass. Coconut is disgusting. Jennifer's going to try it. I can imagine the stuff that goes into that bottle is not food. Similar to the truth, it's food-ish. <laughs> it's a bottle of food-ish stuff that kind of tastes like what food tastes like. One 12-ounce can of Dr. Pepper has 40 grams of carbs. And I'm on this crazy, stupid diet right now. That's about what I get for an entire day. So right now, I would be chugging some Dr. Pepper if I could. But I saw that new flavor and I thought, ooh, that falls into the camp of either people love it or people hate it. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Okay, let's talk about something that's not gross. Or maybe you think it is gross because it's potentially life-saving. And it is coffee. Mmm. Hooray coffee. I read a study this morning that was talking about how great coffee really is for us. And I thought, you know what? If we're going to talk about a gross drink like Dr. Pepper, let's talk about coffee because coffee's pretty much the reason for living. Some days. <laughs> the study showed off five ways that coffee helps us. And I'm going to add a sixth big benefit of coffee. The study said that coffee provides essential antioxidants. I don't know what those do, but they sound like they help. So hooray, whatever that is. It can lower inflammation. That's a good thing. It can lower the risk of Alzheimer's. That's a good thing. It can lower the risk of type 2 diabetes. Also a good thing. And it can lower the risk of prostate cancer in men. A super good thing. Those are five ways that coffee helps you medically. So if you're drinking coffee, sometimes too much, uh, you can say I'm doing it for my health. It's a health drink. Coffee is a health drink. 
The sixth benefit of coffee, and this is the most important one for me, turns out that it regulates my personal urge to strangle people. Who knew? Science has proven that if I drink coffee, I strangle less. No coffee? Eh, time to strangle. Oh, coffee? Okay, great. I'm only strangling you in my head. <laughs> Can you not relate with that? Remember when we went to an office? I remember... When I worked in an office and I had not yet had coffee and I walk into the office and I'm like, oh my God, I hate you people. I, I do not want to be on this planet. Okay. I can get through today. <laughs> I can live today. I do not want to strangle you now because I've had my coffee. That is the sixth most important health benefit of coffee. Less strangling. Proven by science. Meme of the day coming up if you're old like me and our question of the day, are you patient or not? And how do you deal with inconvenience? But first, a useful tip to work from home power tip. When you're a small business owner and you work out of the house, you're responsible for your business and everything else because it's not like the kids don't eat or the house doesn't need to be cleaned. You worry about your clients, you worry about your business development, and you worry about your stuff because the family still needs things. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Yeah, um, I really would love to continue this conversation, but I got to go pick up my kid from school. Happens. Getting up early to do the work stuff so then you can go to the dentist. Happens. Rushing around to start dinner. Before you take that four o'clock call, happens. And then laundry, laundry, laundry. It's running right now. Right behind my set here is the laundry room and it's going as we speak. And I read a study that showed two ways to make laundry more efficient. So these are two real things. Now, listen, if you're just joining us, this is Small Business Mornings, and this is not a show just about interest rates and insurance and sales techniques and tactics. This is about the real life stuff of building your own small business. And if you don't know it yet, doing your laundry and keeping your house in order and getting through the day is a huge part of it. So this is real life. Welcome. Two big tips. Okay. The first one is, and this is by a study, this is not me making it up. The first one is, don't wait until the weekend. You've seen that. You can feel that, right? You do no laundry all week. It becomes Saturday, and you have Mount St. Underpants over here. Like, oh my God, I have to do all the laundry in these two days while I'm supposed to be resting. Don't do that. The study says if you do a lot of little loads, like basically if the thing is always going, you're just doing them day at a time, just getting it done, the overall burden is going to feel less. So that's the first thing. It's maybe a feeling thing, but they say that that's what they recommend. Another thing they said was batch your towels and the big stuff into the weekend, like the heavy stuff that might have to dry a little bit after you dry it, do all that stuff on the weekend. But here's the power tip I wanted to, to share. And this made my head go, oh, oh, 
don't fold as much. Now, Abby rightly points it out in the comments. I'm so glad my wife is on the call today so she can bust me because I'm not in charge of laundry at the house. She lovingly takes that task. So thank you, Abs. I appreciate it. But I'm doing the story for your benefit. Um, and I see her do the laundry, and then I see her sit there and fold clothes for hours and hours and hours and hours. And here's the idea that this study said. Power tip. Instead of folding all of your shirts and sweatshirts, hang them. And hang them as an assembly line. And when they explained this, I thought to myself, oh my God, that's really good. I got to tell people. So the story said, if you want to be more time efficient, you take all the laundry and you stack all the shirts up. Stack, 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 stack. You've got all the shirts stacked up. Then you get a big pile of hangers and you put the hanger in the first shirt and then you like fold it down. So now you see the collar of the next shirt. And you put the hanger in, you fold it down, fold it down, fold it down, fold it down. Because you can think, how fast can you put in hangers? Boom, 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 boom. And then when you're done, you pick up all the hangers. No folding. No folding. Time saver. Nothing will be wrinkly. And you'll get all of that done in about four minutes. Yes. And... Abby is correct. To not fold means you have no closet space. Yes, we have no closet space. You're correct. But if you live in a house constructed after 1461, because our house was built in 1461, you will have closet space. So that's a good idea. Anyway, I heard that and I thought, ooh, innovation. You need to know about that because maybe it can save some time. Okay, we've got our meme of the day coming up and our question of the day, which is, are you a patient person or not? But if you're just joining us, this is Small Business Mornings. It's a daily live stream at 9 a.m. Central for solopreneurs and small business owners who are just tired of building their business on their own. We talk about the news. We talk about laundry. We talk about what is truth. We bitch about Dr. Pepper and we get to know each other a little bit to build a community of like-minded business owners so we can build our businesses together. The mission is simple. Don't grow it alone. Okay, today's meme is for people of a certain age. Today's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Hey. It's my birthday. I am 31 years old today. You don't believe that. I know you don't believe that, but here's what's funny. Sometimes I meet people. They're like, what are you, 58, 59? No. Oh, I mean, I know I'm bald, but come on, bro. 49. I'm 49. 40, 49. 49 sounds older than 50 to me. 50 like ends in a zero. It's like 50, but 49. Thank you, Claire. Appreciate it. 49 sounds like, oof, this doesn't sound good. But I've officially leveled up to the age where I'm grateful to have birthdays, not sad that I'm getting older. So I guess that officially means that I'm old. And my daughter asked me last night, well, dad, what do you want for your birthday? And I told her, I want good health. And I want time with you. And I want time with my friends. 
Because I want this vision that we're working on, this don't grow it alone thing, to get to fruition. I want to see it through to the end. I really don't want stuff. Except my new golf clubs. They're pretty sexy. But outside of that, I don't want stuff. I just want time to have all of us get to where we're going. Um, and I'm very grateful to be a year older today. So if you are 31 or 49, you may get today's meme of the day. Today's meme of the day is Michelangelo was only 24 years old when he when he completed the Pieta sculpture. And at the bottom, the reply is the fact that he was a turtle makes the 10 times more fascinating. You get it? Please tell me you got that. Are you of a certain age? You're of a certain age, right? That Michelangelo is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yes. Yes, that's right in my wheelhouse. I saw that and I laughed for quite a while. Perfect. Ha, I get that. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm not crazy. Oh, yes. Okay, so Mitch, he wants the new trendy old person gift. Pickleball. Pickleball. The thing about pickleball, by all accounts, it is out of control fun. It is as fun as it possibly can be. A new pickleball paddle. Yeah, I don't want that yet. I'm sure I'm going to need that sometime soon. And thank you, Claire, for the, the, the laugh there and Sarah Deacon. I appreciate that as well. All right. I'm glad some people got that because I saw that and laughed and I've been sitting on that meme for weeks. And I figured today, as I talk about my birthday, that's a meme for old people. Let's do our question of the day. This is where I'll need your interaction here because I need to know what you think. Are you a patient person or are you impatient? Because I am convinced that, um, the one thing Americans won't tolerate is waiting. Inconvenience? Okay. Annoying stuff? Fine. But boy, are we terrible at waiting. Just sitting there waiting for your turn. Traffic? It's why it makes us crazy. We just want to get to the game and you're stuck in traffic. And it does things to our brain. It makes us act crazy. Road rage. Purchases. Where's the Amazon thing? I ordered the Amazon thing. We're not good at that. You know another one that will break you? You think that you're a patient person. Until all of a sudden the internet speed crashes. And it takes forever to download a four gigabyte file. The internet speed goes down and everyone just gets more and more and more angry. Or here's another one that will really showcase your ability to be patient. You're watching a show and an ad comes on and you go to skip it and you can't. You would think that the Burger King came into our living room and slapped you across the face when you have to sit there and watch one of those stupid commercials. Whopper, whopper, whopper. Oh my God. No, no. I'd rather drink a Dr. Pepper than hear another Burger King commercial. 
How do you tolerate waiting? We've got some great answers. Stephanie is patient. Abby and Claire are both. Sarah's too patient. And Jennifer's right. Am I patient because I'm teaching someone and waiting for them to understand? Or am I just sitting at the doctor waiting? I'm specifically talking about sitting at the doctor waiting or the example that I had last night because I have an example. So I'm curious how you would handle this situation. So had to take the kid someplace. And on the way home, the kid did the whole thing of, I'm hungry. And you know where that conversation is going. All right, fine. Text your brother and your mom and see what they want. Great. We want popular custard stand you've all heard of. Awesome. Fine. We're getting the family dinner. So I knew that it was going to be busy because this popular custard stand around 630 in the evening, that's the time when it gets super busy. Pull in, pull in. And when you pull in to the popular custard stand and there are cars in front of you, you know it's going to be a little bit of a wait. And there were probably seven cars in front of me. And I'm thinking, okay, cool, no problem. Five minutes, no problem. 30 minutes later. 30 minutes later. You've sat in a drive-thru before and you think to yourself, are they on a smoke break? Did they lose power? Are they being held up by an armed robber? Is the place on fire? You start to wonder, are, did they all take their vacation? What's going on? Are they out of potatoes? What is happening in there? You start running those scenarios in your head because you've got nothing else to do. You're just sitting there. And here's what made it worse. Because of this stupid diet that I'm on, I couldn't even get the devil's food custard last night. <laughs> I thought I was a pretty patient person until I sat in the custard stand line for a half hour and didn't move, essentially. I was ready to burn the building down. I was just, I was done. And then I got the food that I couldn't even eat. <laughs> And Abby makes a great point. Once you get in the drive-thru line, right? You're in the line. Then you can't leave. And that's where it's like, how do you handle being patient? Are you the type of person that sits in the line? And you're like, well, I've already been here 10 minutes. I'm going to stick it out. Or are you the type of person that pulls into the line? And it's like, no, screw this. And you pull out. But then when you have a kid with you, there is no pulling out, right? And the custard stands are strategically placed just far enough that you can't leave one and go to the other. And by the time you drive there, you probably would have been through this one. So you just have to sit there and take it. Urgh. I was absolutely hangry, Claire. And I came home and ate what I could eat. Three-day-old chicken breast and a half bag of peas. <laughs> It's all part of the project of trying to make it to 50. Now that I'm at 49 and I realize, oh, being a fat slob isn't a good idea. I should probably take care of myself. Taking care of myself sucks. Sucks. <clears throat> so I wanted the custard last night. Couldn't even get it. 
All right. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one that has a hard time dealing with that kind of stuff because it is, um, boy, was that infuriating. All right. Let's quit complaining. Let's get on with our day, shall we? Good news. We're about two months away from the Idea Collective Small Business Conference. And we're doing some new exciting stuff this year. I've been leaning into the workshops that we're going to do on Thursday. And we're getting after something that happens at every conference you've ever been to. Think about this. Go to a conference. Sit there, all fired up. Coffee, not Dr. Pepper. Coffee, notebook, keynote speaker on the stage. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Oh, I could do this with that. Oh, that's amazing. Holy cow, the meaning of life. Wow, aliens are real. Like you're making the notes from this just brilliant keynote speaker. And then you close your notebook and you go back to work on Monday and you do literally nothing with it ever. Is that not almost every keynote speech you've ever seen in your life? You really think deep, amazing thoughts and then you do zero with it. At this year's conference, we're getting after that exact phenomenon. Our first day of the conference on Thursday, the whole day, we're doing four different workshops, but each workshop instructor has been told two things. You can't sell anything, and people need to leave with something they get to install on Monday completed. You don't get a to-do list, you get a to-done list. And when you're done, you show up on Monday and you can start using what you've got. We're going to do workshops on mindset, accountability, sales, and copywriting, specifically your brand voice. And during those workshops, you'll actually do the work. So when you get back to work on Monday, you're good to go. That's the first day. The second day, Marcus Lemonis, the small business turnaround king from CNBC fame, will come in and talk about people, process, and product and he will be our small business mentor and answer some questions from folks in the audience. Megan Riley, who built a franchise of dance studios so popular she turned down Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. And Hallie Brooke, who's our keynote speaker, talking about fitness for entrepreneurs. She can prioritize fitness per, for profit, and she can prove how when you're not a fat slob, hello, you can make more money in your business. Not to mention we're talking about AI and we're connecting you with other small business owners on your journey. This is our event of the year. And anyone that's been there before, please let me know that you think so as well. The tickets are on sale now. We want you to commit to join us and become a part of the Idea Collective at our small business conference November 9th through the 11th at the Grand Geneva Resort in Lake Geneva. I hope to see you there. Snap the QR code if you'd like to join us or head to smallbizretreat.com. That's all I got for today. I've got birthday stuff to go do because I think I have some three-day-old chicken and leftover peas to enjoy. Blink, blink. But it's definitely going to be a great day. So thanks for tuning in. And thanks for being a part of what we're building here with Small Business Mornings. I want to connect people that are all like-minded and trying to make their small business dreams come true. And it starts here with the show. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Damn, I'm old. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 9 a.m.